When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then Tuvey away for Harrigan to go. Oh! Greenhill has taken Harrigan high, and he has been sent off. Well, a clumsy shot from Craig Greenhill. You've got a feel for the young man, but he probably didn't leave much. It's doubt in the referee's mind as to what the, the penalty should be. Yes, he is now a concreter by trade. We had him on the program a few weeks ago to find out where he is now. He was a concreter now, a successful concreting business, but he was part of the the concrete of the Maroons and Australian packs in the late 90s as well. He's a former seagull, a shark, a panther, and he's got a nickname, Knuckles, which is why I'm just getting out of his reach after playing that. Craig Greenhill, fog number 96. Very good morning or very good afternoon to you now. You were flinching and and, and, and just, just, oh, it hurt listening to that. That, didn't it? Well, I asked you not to embarrass me. And you... <laughs> <laughs> You've gone straight for the juggler. Yeah. No, but I mean, this is, it's its part of origin folklore. Yeah, it's the, part of it, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the first player to, to be sent off. Can you, do, do you mind telling us what, what happened, your take on it? Oh, it was our second game and <clears throat> and we lost the first already in Lang Park. And all, I got ruined with Billy Moore. And Billy tells his story all the time that, you know, he was winding me up, winding me up. But he just said, yeah, yeah, go out, do what you got to do. And I had Choppy in my ear going, yeah, go out, yeah, get away with a lot more than you can in club land. And it was just, you know, Elfie hit him around the head in the tackle. <laughs> and, I've got, and I've got him across the chest very high. Yeah. But uh, I got sent and I got six weeks. And, um, yes, but, yeah, I got stuck with that for a while. Uh, what were you thinking at the time? You go, because, again, the rules are different in state of origin, aren't they? I was a lot leaner back then, um, but uh, yeah, it was. I just, oh, you know, you get up and you just get sent, and you know, you, you're just cursing yourself for getting sent off. You know, what I mean, I just, I think I was only on the field for about ten or fifteen minutes, and I've got sent, so <clears> that <throat> wasn't good. All right, that, that was Origin folklore number one. Mm-hmm. Origin folklore number two. You were part of the first draw in State of Origin, nineteen ninety nine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that was um, interesting. I think we were, we were in position to to take the field goal goal a couple of times, but we were, yeah, we we didn't. Um, I think we were going for the to retain the yeah you know, the trophy, yeah you know, the shield. Sorry, but uh, no, it was that was a very tight series. I think the first game, I think Matty Rogers scored all our first tries. Yeah, uh, points. Sorry, <coughs> I think that, ga- that that was a series. One of those ones where we were written off. Before we kicked off, and you know, and um, that first game, we we really were just played a very physical game, and it was uh, it set the tone for the rest of it. It was a uh, it was a good series. Good series. Um, retained the shield ninety nine uh, because of the draw. The grenades in two thousand fifty six sixteen. That that's the third part of this trilogy. I was and bring that up. No, well, but I mean, it's one that sticks in our mind. But but I I thanked Brian Fletcher for that last mm-hmm. week because ever since then we've had a dominant hand in, in state of origin. It was there's a 
a sledge or perhaps a celebration that's come back and backfired because, oh, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's backfired on them big time over the years. Um, it's, yeah, I think several camps at the time have used that as a motivation. And, yeah. You know, I'd love to see Queensland get up on Wednesday night and go do a three-peat on them. Yeah, I think it's been a long time since anyone's done it. Yeah, it shows you how tight, yeah, the competition's became in the origin. But mm. it's, um, it'd be awesome for that to happen. Did you understand? I mean, were you watching when you when you're getting that score put on you? And at the time, a, a record score, fifty six sixteen. Do, mm. do you do you notice that type of business that carry on? Does that just fuel oh, you? Oh, it's embarrassing. It's, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you, know, you, you just want to yeah rip their head off. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it just it's yeah it's, it's one of those moments you just wish would never happen. Let's go back to how you even got to start in the NRL. <laughs> Arthur Beetson. Artie Beetson, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I was playing at Wynnum. I was only about 19, 20. <clears throat> and I was playing front row all year. Uh, that's, and I had a friend of mine, Brad Nan. He kept saying, yeah, write a letter, write a letter. And I'll get you some water there, Knuckles. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, you got some there. There we go. <clears throat> and I wrote a letter to Arthur. Yeah. There was a, an article in the Courier Mail and Artie Beetson was on the back saying, I'm looking for forwards. And I, out of the spur of the moment, I wrote him a letter and I, I lied a lot on it. I said I could run so quick and I couldn't. And I said I was six foot four or six two. I said I was 105 kilos. I was, I think I was 90 kilos at the time. And anyway, they brought me down. We uh, flew me down on the Friday, played a trial match on the on the Saturday against. They ran out the whole reserve grade team and I went good. And uh, Artie pulled me, took me off. After 10 minutes, I said, you're right, you signed. I stayed for the week and trained and came back. But I, <coughs> when I was there, Brian Kahneman was the CEO. And yep. he came up to me and he goes, oh, you don't look like much out of your your letter. I said, oh, I just told him I've had a virus all week. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> It shrunk me two inches. <laughs> but then when, when we were doing the – back then they used to do a grading night, the big night, the launch of the season. And Artie was going through each person who's got graded. And he, he said, oh, I knew I had a, I was under a decent forward here because um, he sent me a letter and I knew there was four or five spelling mistakes, so I knew I was under a good forward. So, <laughs> <laughs> a handwritten letter to Arthur, that that like that's. Well, I was working at Southside Surgical in a warehouse, and I had a bloke, mate of mine, Stevie Plath. He used to ring us all the time on Mondays and pretend to be someone from the media, just to, so you could go out the back of the warehouse and you'd be on the phone. Talking about the weekend. Um, phones rang out and everyone in the offices came out all excited saying, oh, Arthur Beeson's on the phone. I get on the phone. I said, what do you want, Plathy? And he goes, <laughs> I get the deep voice. Oh, it's not Plathy. I went, yeah, yeah, Plathy. Stop it. He goes, I'll ring this number back. Da, da, da. I went, oh, shit. <laughs> and, uh, I rang the number and the girl goes, yes, hello. And I said, Cronulla Sharks. I went, oh. I told him my name. He said, yes, Arthur Beeson's expecting your phone call. I went, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we're we're onto something here. Yeah. Right? How much? How much did Arthur teach you and inspire you and, oh, and uh, learn by osmosis? It was a real shock because when I went down there, it was like when we what we worked on. I thought you'd go down and be have all these big flash drills and all this stuff, and he just worked on the one percenters. Like we were working on play the balls, all things for NRL players. You know, everything just where your hands were on the ball, 
like the off season was very hard, um, but a lot of skill sessions were very hard and a lot of repetitive stuff, repetitive, repetitive. But um, he really drummed in skill sets. He was really big on skill sets. He was big on team bonding and he was he was he was a larger than life character as everyone talks about, but yeah. he was but he always had your back. You know? Like my, my I, I, the, the one story I've got about Artie, um um or well, two really. We got um we were flying up the Gold Coast and it's, uh the plane couldn't take off because the seatbelt wouldn't fit around Artie, and I'm sitting next to him. And he just looked at me. He goes, "Shut up! Don't say anything." So I just shut up. Didn't say a word. Oh, no. And then I got I got locked in locked up that night after the game for a misdemeanor. Like I was doing a, I was busting for a pee, and I went down the laneway, and I, the cops had just oh, happened no. to come down the laneway, and I, I got locked up. Anyway, I, yeah, I've gone to Brian Canavan. And I said, "He's just yeah, but if I don't turn up Monday, it's nothing." Da da da. <laughs> and uh, he's going, Brian's going, oh, Jesus. And then Artie just looked down and he goes, oh, boys will be boys. Leave it alone, Brian. Yeah, and we just – yeah. <laughs> that's what Artie was like. So he covered for you because you covered for the seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept him out shut. He the moment. Very good. Very good. Mate, um, I, I do want to talk State of Origin 2, obviously uh, the cauldron on, on – um, on Wednesday night. Uh, but before we go, before we do that, we do need to take an ad break. I just want to, we just heard about Ollie Robson from the England and yep. sledging was Kawaja. Sledging him after he's put on 142 on and, and batted for a day and a half. I mean, it's like, that can only go one way and surely that's wrong. Any sledges that have gone wrong? I mean, we spoke about grenades before, but from your point of view, from your side. Oh, you... Marty, I'm good mates with Marty Lang and, we go to Origin normally each year together. Yeah. Um, I've, I've ran a ball and I've, you know, for some reason, I, I, yeah, I bumped him and we both ended up. But anyway, he tried to put a shot on me and I just said something on him. <coughs> and Marty's just gone off at me, just, yeah, da da da, I'm going to get you knuckles and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, Marty, you just had a point scoreboard. They were beating us by 30 at the time. <laughs> yeah. And he, he was just, dead, he was still bouncing off. He just wanted to kill me. <laughs> 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, 7, 3, 6. Uh, Any questions for Knuckles? In fact, there is one that's coming through now. I'll get uh, get to that the other side of the break. But also, um, sledges or, or backfires uh, uh, that have backfired, um, perhaps heat of the moment, stuff that, that shouldn't have been said. Um, we've, uh, we'll have we take your calls, uh, text straight after this, back with more with Craig Greenhill talking Origin 2 uh, this Monday afternoon. Got to get my head around that one. That's right, the Maroon Takeover. We're wrapping a great big Maroon blanket, a Maroon wash, a Maroon rinse uh, through SEN this week, uh, heading into Origin 2, where Queensland can win the series on Wednesday night. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Yeah, you can't go past Metallica for a good pump-up song, can you? 23 minutes past 12. Ben Davis with you until 3 o'clock today. That's right, on a Monday. It's Benny's Long Lunch. We are officially putting the queue back into SENQ, 6.93am and 16.20 on the Gold Coast, or even you're listening listening online on the app as well. The numbers are the same, 13, 13, 55, 04, 67, 736, 736. Just this week for State of Origin, we are putting that maroon rinse through the station we cannot 
cannot wait for game three, uh, game two on Wednesday night. You can hear all the action here live on SENQ. Uh, Craig Greenhill, my guest this morning. Um, pump up songs, Knuckles. Did you did you have a go to before a game? No, no, no. no? I said before, Wendell would have the the dressing room and and uh, he'd have his music going. So. Yeah. It had the headphones on, but you could still hear it. <laughs> no, what, what about club games? What about Sharks or Panthers? Did you have any? No? Oh, well, no, no, definitely not. I had two coaches. Uh, Johnny Lang, he was old school. Yeah. He wouldn't, he, he'd smash the radio up if someone had one in. And <laughs> same with Royce Simmons. He was oh, old yeah. school. Royce wouldn't, if it wasn't country western, Royce would smash it. <laughs> <laughs> I keep the pump-up songs coming through too. We were taking your requests all this week. Um, just on this one, there's no tech, There's no name on this text, Knuckles. I'll get your thoughts on this. Is there a possibility of a trade between the Dragons and Tigers with Hunt and Brooks? Could you and would you do that? If you're Ben Hunt, would you be going to the Tigers? If I was Ben Hunt, I wouldn't be going to the Tigers. I'd, he's he's done everything. He's most probably looking for that premiership. Yeah. So he's he's and I'd, he's at that age where, he, yeah, he, he's played in the grand final. He missed. Yeah, they missed out. He's most probably looking for that opportunity to play in a grand final again. Speaking to his camp earlier today, they're, they're saying that he want, he wants to come home to South East Queensland. Yep. So if there's only there's only one place you can get a premiership at the moment, that's it, the and that's the Broncos. Ben Hunt to the Broncos. I, I I don't see him at the Broncos. I don't see like he'd, he'd make it great. Only the only way I could see him at the Broncos is if he, they put him at five eight. I mean a hooker, sorry. A hooker, and, yeah, yeah. A hooker. But he doesn't like he's he's at that age where he, yeah, hooker's a big ask at that age. Yeah, I mean if you haven't played hooker, you know what I mean he's he's a halfback. Yeah, you know I mean I think club level. He's a little general and he does a good job. Yeah. <laughs> if you had better players around him, he'd be a lot better. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's exactly right. When it, when, when, and I'm just thinking of age. I mean, Adam Reynolds, Adam Reynolds is, is younger than Ben Hunt, isn't he? Or are they the no, same I vintage? I think he's a year older. A year older. Okay. Well, then, so you really. He's got another year to go on his contract. Exactly. Exactly. So I can't imagine Hunt and Reynolds playing in the. In the halves, and then what do you do with Ezra Mam? I mean, who's, who's coming Mam's on? A, he's he's a, he's a backbone. You build a team around. You know, yeah, between him and Reese Walsh, and yeah, you know, yeah, that's where your team would be. All right. 13, 13, 55, 04, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, to be part of Queensland Sports' biggest conversation. Um, we. We'll concentrate on Queensland in just a second, but New South Wales, we hear it's all doom and gloom because no Latrell Mitchell, he's been ruled out again, yet we haven't seen him in origin colours for the best part of a year and a half. So hard to replace, so so they tell us. Um, and we know Steve Crichton's coming for him again, but we were trying to figure out if Queensland's got someone in that same vein, that if you lost him, how hard they are to replace. And we thought Cameron Munster last year, game three, but... Tom Deaton just steps in and, and goes and goes berserk, which was brilliant on Origin debut. I don't think Queensland have a player that would be too hard to replace. No, because I mean we, we're a we're a champion team rather than a team of champions. Most probably just what like we talked earlier. One with Lindsay Collins, just that big body. Yeah, that that hits that line hard. Yeah, I mean he brings he takes a lot of damage in into any defensive line and, and wears them out. But we've got. Carrigan's he, he takes that ball in very hard and so does Flagger. Yeah, and you know, and Cotter and all that. Yeah, we've got a yeah. great go forward in our pack. But that little punch at times when you need to you want to hurt that opposition, but also just thinking now, we lose one of our centres. We we're low on stock in centres too. Yeah, you know I mean like we lose a Val Holmes or 
you know what I mean? Like, we've got great speed, you know what I mean? Like, we've got a great balance it's in the team, you know what I mean? We've got speed out wide, we've got speed behind the line, and we've got good halves, you know what I mean? Munster's a genius, you know what I mean? Mm. Everyone's playing great, and we've got a good spine. And that's what they talk about, versatility of a team too, where where players can and move around. I mean, we saw Kurt Catewell last year having to play in the centres when um, when uh, they lost Selwyn Cobbo because the, everyone got shuffled out. And and then when Gagai got binned for having that blue with Burton, Catewell finds himself on the wing. Yeah, I thought he might have got a start in, in this one because of his versatility. Mm. Um, and I thought after you know, that last game when we lost a couple and we, people were playing our position, I thought, they might bring him in to cover a few positions in the centre or something. Yeah, and that's and they say David Fafita's like for like. So in, in that sense that you could probably shift David Fafita out. I mean, they're two very very different body shapes and very they, they bring different things. But they're talking about the like for like and versatility yeah. that you could shift David Fafita out in the centres. But but I guess that's to my point. So Kate, well, he's been a, he's been impressive this year. He has been, hasn't he? Even for the Gold Coast, he seems to have a. A, bit, a lot more seriousness in his in his preparation. You got a twinkle in your eye. You like you like this. I like I like this. I think uh, well, who's ever sat him down this year. I heard he had a sit down with Billy early in the year, and he sat down and said, "If you want to be back in the Queensland team, I need this." Yeah. And he went and did it, and he's back in the Queensland team. But he's he's playing good for Gold Coast. If Lindsay Collins wasn't available, would, would someone like Christian Welsh just come in? I mean, he, he's oh, a, definitely he's a big Welsh. unit. Yeah, he's, he's a big unit. But see, Christian, he's he's a leader too. So there's like you look at the um, the year when they the worst team call and all that. Mm. There was big moments he came, in defence he came off. Like he got off the line a few times and did some really big hits. Yep. I think it was one or two times that, that turned the ball over when they were just getting a bit of momentum against us. You know, he's, he's a big moment player. But I think last year for him, even that year off, he's just – I think he's just starting to come into like a bit of form for Melbourne. Who's hard to replace from the Queensland team? We hear Latrell Mitchell, oh, you can't replace Latrell for the Blues, but, but who in the Queensland team is hard to replace? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. What do we need to do better, Craig, from game one? Because the the Maroons, when you when you bust it all down, until your man Lindsay Collins comes in and out jumps Tedesco, we're in a spot of bother. Flegler's in the bin. We're, we're six minutes away from losing game one. Um, look, look. I thought we were the better team mm. up to that to the send off. Yeah, I mean the yeah you know, the sin bin. Sorry, um, I thought we were right in the game. I thought it was a, but not on the scoreboard. We were not on the scoreboard. But we were, yeah, I mean I think we sh- were a bit more expensive than New South Wales. Mm. I think they they weren't ready for it. Um, and normally first game it, it's not that expensive. It's uh, normally a very tight grind out sort of match, um, and it normally opens up second game and third game. So I think this game we'll see. We need to bring Reese Walsh in a little bit more. Now, he set up that second try when he got out the outside of Luau. He just stood him up, and that just opened it up for the boys outside him. And that was just in two or three steps in speed, bang, had him beat. Yeah. And that just everyone just hit it, and that's Val Holmes put you know, yeah, put it into the corner for our winger. But um, I think we'll see a bit more of him. You know, it's his second camp. He'll be more comfortable, I think, you know, one of the greatest fullbacks ever, and Billy Slater, another week of you know coaching him, and yeah, you know, I think we'll see him a bit more in our attack a bit better. Mm-hmm. And Nani too, bringing that bringing that edge to to life too. He's got some good footwork. He brings a different dynamic to to Tom Gilbert, doesn't he? Yeah, different. Yeah, exactly, different dynamic. Yeah, you know, he brings points. So, and 
defensively, you have to watch those guys. So if you're on that that edge, you know, I mean, you just can't tighten up and bash. You got to keep a conscious effort to not to leave your, you know, your, one of your halves by himself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Leave them exposed. Uh, it's coming up to, well, it's just clicked past uh, 12.31. We are going to get a news hit. Do, do you have time to hang around? Because Val Holmes is coming up. Do you want to, do you want to have a chat to Val with us? No, Val talked for himself. Yeah. Time for a news hit. A bit of smashing pumpkins for your Monday afternoon. That's right. This is Benny's Long Lunch. We are taking you through till 3 o'clock today. Is it a Maroons takeover on SENQ? That's right. We are filtering out some of that content from south of the border, putting the Maroon tinge on it. And I'm glad to say we are joined now from Maroons Camp by their centre and cowboy extraordinaire, Val Holmes. Val, morning to afternoon to you. Jeez, it has ticked past lunchtime. How are you, mate? Hey, guys. Yeah, good, thank you. That's good. Very well. Most importantly, how was that final training session down on the Gold Coast? It was good and it was sharp. We had um, a bit of a turnout too. We had some uh, fans down there that come and support us. And then, yeah, it was uh, was a good good session today. So we got our last little, I guess, walk through tomorrow at uh, Suncorp. And then, yeah, ready to go. All right. How how is everything else feeling? I mean, we're, we're two sleeps away. Do you do you, do you start to get a bit more tense now around camp, or or, or is it just nice and relaxed? Um, no, it seems pretty relaxed uh, at the moment. Um, I think tomorrow, you know, we'll kind of, you know, some boys who who are only kind of haven't actually played at Suncorp at a, at a at a game like this will probably be a bit nervous. But you know, we're trying to keep all the um, all the nerves down and don't want to play the game too early, so. Um, we know it's going to be a, a big game for us, but you know, we're all very excited. Yeah, very true. H- how do you do that? I know that's an easy thing to say, right, we, we've got a few boys that we just need to, to calm the farm a bit, but how do you actually do that? Is, is it someone like a, an Alfie or a Cameron Munster lightening the load, making l- jokes, laughs? How, how, do you, how do you actually do that? Yeah, I mean, I guess everyone has their own kind of way. Um, I'm fortunate enough to play in a few games now in, in big games, so um, yeah. I know what works for me and and that, but yeah, I guess you know yeah, the likes of Money and, and Alfie um, always have a bit of a laugh and, and um, banter with each other, and that always kind of gets your gets your mind off it. But yeah, as we have a lot of guys have obviously played in um, big games in this team as well, so um, I think you know more so like our family gets here uh, today, tomorrow as well. So you know having them around uh, for for that type of sport for these big games is always good, and yeah, just being around each other. Nice one. Takes that distraction. Nice distraction uh, too, having them around. So, hey, speaking of distraction, um, Billy and Cam had their fortieth uh, yesterday. Uh, any any candles, cake, parties? How did they celebrate? Nah. So yeah, we all knew um, it was their birthday, but it was our day off. So um, you know, a few boys went into to Burley for brekkie and a swim down the beach, and then you know some guys played golf. So we didn't really see see them too. Um, you know, at all, really, because the whole day was a day off, so everyone kind of just did their own thing. And then, you know, today uh, we had meetings this morning and, and brekkie, and then we all said happy birthday for them there. So, oh. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool, you know. Then led to, obviously, knowing each other for a very long time and having to share the same birthday. So yeah, it was a pretty probably a special day for them too. I know their families were here today, uh, this week, so they're probably 
did something together. Very cool. Hey, Val, Craig Greenhill's in the studio with me. We were just reminiscing about Origins Gone By, and uh, so he's he, he just said, I want to jump in here and ask Val something. Hey, Val. Yeah, there right. you go, mate. Hey, uh, Good, thanks. I saw JT in that Miles on Friday. They looked very, very dusty, and they both blamed Elf. So Elfie never did any, anything for the boys' birthday? Yeah. Um, well, I think they did. Uh, they, they, like all the coaching staff, and they went out for – dinner and a drink on Saturday, so uh, I don't know what they got up to, but uh, yeah, that was that was our um our day off. So I think they enjoyed themselves together and <laughs> had a few, and then, yeah, I think that a few of them played golf the next day, so probably was a bit hungbum. <laughs> it's it's good to see things don't change in care, mate. That that's good. You you want things just to be going as smoothly as possible, although. There has been a, a shift or at least a, a story that's come out in the last 48 hours around Benny Hunt and what's going on in Clubland. First and foremost, have you seen a change in him? How's he handling all the distraction from the Dragons' uh, point of view? No, nah, he's been fine. He's um, yeah, he's a very level-headed guy. and We all know he's probably, what, he's 37 this year. So <laughs> he's, um, he's been around for a time. There's nothing really that probably gets to him, um, you know, and that can put him off, so. He's, uh, he seems fine. He literally seems like he hasn't even you know, hit him or, or bugged him. So he doesn't have social media as well. He doesn't have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all that stuff. So um, the only stuff he probably knows about is what's on the newspaper when you go to the cafes uh, for coffee. So um, he seems here. Yeah, he seems fine. Well, that's good. I'm glad that uh, things are normal as far as uh, Ben Hunt and Origin is concerned. Now, what do we have to work on, Val? What do the Queenslanders have to work on to do better from game one? Because when you busted down probably about six or seven minutes away from losing game one. Yep. Yeah. What, what, what have you worked on this week? What do you need to do better? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, obviously it was a pretty close game. I think it was like 16, 14 until, uh, and then when, uh, Flaggy got sent off and then we kind of, I don't know what happened. We had to focus more uh, when he sent, got sent off and we, um, you know, each other's back more or, or what, but you know, obviously they've named two hookers. Um, and they're both good runners. Um, they're both good around, you know, next to the try line, so they can probably scoot, they can play short, and so we're probably going to more so focus on, on those two guys as well as their outside backs. You know, Teddy's always dangerous around the ruck. Um, but it's always around, you know, Origin is always kind of one around the middle third of the field, um, so it's always their middles against their middles, and then whoever ties first, usually where you can't, can kind of get that, um, you know, that over overlap there out wide. So uh, we want to play, obviously, just the same. Same footy what we did. You know, we completed well, made our tassels, and um, yeah, hopefully the support of Suncorp and, and the fans and crowd there with us and hopefully get the job done. Knuckles expects uh, Reese Walsh to come into play now that he's got game one out of out of the way. How, how do you how do you bring him into the game, or is that more him bringing himself into the game? Yeah, I think it's, it's him. You know, I think we've all seen that first carry he took uh, in game one just from that. Yeah, you know, that kick return, he ran straight at Payne Haas. Um, and, you know, that from then on, I think he got confidence. We all had the confidence uh, in him to do that and, and play well. And, yeah, he's a confident kid. He's um, he's only a young fella, but he's played you know, played some uh, terrific footy so far. And I guess it'd be up to Dozer, uh, Benny Hunt, Harry Grant and the halves to, to bring him in the game. But, you know, he's he's pretty experienced now. I feel like he's got a good, good head on his shoulders and he can bring himself in. Val, we heard from uh, the skipper last hour when he fronted the microphones, the media, and, and spoke about um, what they've been concentrating on, what he's been concentrating on. And the question was asked that he it looked like he was putting a lot of 
bombs into a particular corner. You've got a couple of good leapers, haven't you, in Jeremiah Nanai coming back and also uh, Xavier Coates. So they, they can fly. Yeah, definitely. It's um, Yeah, I feel like we've got a um, probably an advantage there. Um, you know, we all know what Maya can do, um, you know, close to the post there. Um, he's done a terrific job last year at that, so hopefully we'll kind of bring him into the game doing that. And then obviously we've all seen how Xavier goes for Melbourne. He's a high fly, he's very fast, athletic, and, and can jump over, you know, a lot of a lot of wingers. So um, I'm sure they'll be doing their homework on that, so we won't obviously say too much on him, but yeah, we've been practicing that. Secret safe with us, mate. We get it. That's all good. You've seen, you've seen Jeremy. You obviously see Jeremiah up close and personal each week, and and he's had a, a quieter start to the year this year from considering what he came off. But he didn't have much of a preseason, did he? Have you have you seen the? I don't know. He spent a bit of time on the sideline, uh, cooling his heels too after that suspension. But have you seen him change, grow, improve in front of your eyes uh, in the last couple of uh, the last six seven weeks? Yeah, definitely. I think. Um... You know, when he did get suspended uh, from that Sharks game for a crush attack or, or hip dog or something, I think he, we all seen, you know, how much he obviously let himself down and us boys, like the teammates and coaching staff. So we all seen how hard he was working. Um, you know, it was kind of exciting. We all saw that game against Melbourne. I thought that was probably one of the best games he, you know, he personally played, even though he played a lot of good games last year. I thought the way he attacked the game, the way he ran the ball, you know, he wasn't doing those fancy um, steps or footwork stuff. He was just running it hard and straight and, and you know, scoring tries as well, running those good drift lines and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like he'll get a lot of confidence on that. And, um, you know, going well, mate, if you can do that against the Melbourne Storm, you can probably much do it against uh, anyone. Listen, all the best for Wednesday night, mate. Really appreciate you taking time out uh, and enjoy, uh, enjoy and soak up the next couple of days. No worries, guys. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Yeah, there we go. Val Holmes, live from Camp Marone. Origin 2, we are counting down. We'll be hearing all the action here on SENQ. And you've got your option, too. You can hear the straight down the middle call, or you can go the, Mari- the Marone's biased call. You do that on the app. You just select which one you want to hear. Matt Rogers, uh, Scotty Sattler, and Forbes will be calling all the action from the Marone biased side of things. Uh, we're coming up to 12.44. Knuckles, I do want to pick your brains about Queensland Cup because you've got an idea that you may or may not have just sent to the inbox of your former team, Origin teammate in Ben Iken. We'll do that straight after this. <laughs> Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Craig Greenhill, if there was a pump-up song, I reckon that would be yours that you would go to. Bit of Akadaka, a bit of Thunderstruck. Oh, I see them in concert. Yeah, they're very good. So, yeah, maybe. There we go. Yeah, nice one. Nice one. 13, 13, 55, 736 to be part of Queensland Sports' biggest conversation. Craig, Craig Greenhill, Fog number 96, my guest this morning. Oh, sorry, it's now this afternoon, isn't it? We've been talking so long. It feels like it's gone from morning into the afternoon. It's Benny's Long Lunch here on SENQ until 3 o'clock. Um, but I do want to ask about Q Cup because you, you've got some very interesting conversation. Uh, sorry, very interesting observations around around the Queensland Cup. Well, the Queensland Cup, yeah, in its early form, was a development competition. We had a lot of Queenslanders playing in it. We had a you know, very strong competition. We had pathways for you know, Queenslanders. 
at the moment, over the years, it's turned into a transitional competition. You know, we've got guys coming who failed in, you know, NRL or something like, you know, in those capacity and they're trying to get in back into the NRL and they've moved up here uh, from New South Wales and mm. stuff like that. We have no dramas about bringing back a Queenslander and having him, you know, use it as a transition to get back in, uh, anything like that. But I just feel that, you know, sometimes, you know, some of the clubs can just buy too many players. You know what I mean? Like, there's clubs out Ipswich, you know, there's clubs out I find the clubs who don't have a big budget are doing a better job because they're looking at pathways for their locals. You know, developing juniors. Developing develop, juniors. Yeah, yeah, okay. Clubs with big budgets are buying a lot. Yeah, you know I mean, and yeah, you know, and not necessarily Queenslanders. So they, no, yeah, no. they're buy, they're almost trying to buy a, well, they're trying to buy a premiership. I mean, yeah. every club wants to win a premiership. Yes, sure. but everyone's linked with someone now and all that. So like, yeah, like, uh, like for example, I'll use Broncos as an example. Yeah, you know, they they use Wynnum and they use South, and they've got Norse at the moment. Um, Although that's just come to an end. Yes, an ugly end too. An ugly, and I'd be upset if I was the Bronx on that one. Um, uh. Yeah, you know, if they were going to buy someone, if I was the Broncos, you know, and one of their development officer, stuff like that, I'd be saying, well, look, you've got this guy in, you know, Melbourne Inca Cup. You know what I mean? Why don't we give this guy a go? You know what I mean? Like, he's a centre. Why don't we develop him? We'll, we'll help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, really get back to the grassroots of development. Because development these days is, is selection. They all go to carnivals. You know what I mean? You can go you can go watch a Greg Inglis and say, oh, yeah, he's going to be the best player. He's going to sign a Greg Inglis. Then say I'm the greatest development officer in the world because I'm signing Greg English. You did, well, that you're more of a recruitment officer than a, a development officer. You know, I see like at Queensland Cup level, like for years and years they've used that. You know, you know, the, you know they get money, a certain amount of money in, uh, from the NRL. Yep. Queensland Cup, and there's so much that's going to go development officer and all that. There's no KPI set for this development officer. You know what I mean? So they'll say, oh, I'm doing development. I'm using Melbourne Ingram, Cyril Connell. As development, that's not development. That's representative football. Yeah, you know I mean that's a difference. You know what I mean? It's easy to pick. You know your top twenty-five kids in each of those age groups. Yeah, you know I mean. But when you want a development, also I want to. Yeah, you know, you, we need a development also down there, in under sevens, eights, nines, tens, elevens, and twelves, supporting all those coaches because a lot of those coaches are parents, mm. doing the job because no one else has got the time to do it, and so they step in. You need to get down there and say, right, here we go. Here's a, you know, there's a. There is a there is an ARL book out there of all the, every drill, you know. Here's the drill book, but here's how to use it. You know what I mean? You know, teach them how to use it, but also get down there and support them with drills. Show a presence. You know what I mean? Like you was, you would soon get that back in numbers and develop them all the way through into into grade rather than just having them play in that in the Cyril Connell or Meninga Cup that, that rep area. Yeah. Just yeah, bring them. But the, bring well, the them problem you have with the development officers, you know. They'll do the Cyril Corner now Meninga. I mean, that's finished halfway through the year. They'll gravitate into coaching because a lot of them are ex-coaches. Yeah. And the big development officer, it's it's a different beast of a job. Well, it's something you might be able to get into the inbox or into the year of your old origin teammate, Ben Ike, and now he's in charge of the QRL. So we'll stand by. You've heard it here now first. We'll find out and see if that does change, if that develops. So that's something the QRL puts on their radar. Mate, you've been very generous with your time. Thank you for coming in on uh, this Monday afternoon to be part of Benny's Long Lunch here on SENQ.